Established in 1994 and continuing to offer the perfect balance of inspiring hope, unwavering truth, and a touch of goofiness. The Rick and Bubba Show. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Uh, we got a brand new hour. Thank you for being with us today. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here for this hour. Uh, we, we have no intern today, so we'll all kind of share some duties involving phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Welcome back for a brand new hour. Look at there. There's Bill Bubba Bus. There he is. Glad to be here, Rick. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience as we plow through Hopefully the final days of the pandemic. Uh, We've got stories still to cover today. Certainly we'll jump into the Minnesota story as we continue to grab uh, information about this uh, uh, unfortunate event. And, boy, it has turned into uh, a mess there in Minnesota. Uh, If you don't know what we're talking about, we'll cover that in a moment. But we do want to talk a little bit about uh, this story because, again, I mean, I'm sitting here today, Bubba, this thing with COVID-19. You know, it, it, it's, you just don't know what to believe anymore, and that's sad because it may put people, you know. Rick, follow the science. Yeah, well, we try, Bubba. But follow keep, the science, Rick. Yeah, they keep changing the science over <laughs> and over. Go green, uh, again. Off mic, man. And uh, I agree with you. But anyway. Um, what you talking about? <laughs> so, by the way, CDC told us, you know, we, be careful what you touch, even though we're still going to have grocery stores and hardware stores open, but watch out for services. Then don't watch out for services. Today, back, watch out for services. So uh, so we're you know, mass, no mass, mass, yes, mass, no mass, here a mass, there a mass. So anyway, then you get into the propaganda, and that is when people pretend uh, that uh, that they're representing something, but then you look how they're living in their own life, and you go, well, maybe not. And that leads us to our MSNBC story involving the reporter. Speedy had mentioned it to us, and now he's gone out and found uh, various uh, videos and audios from different points of audio from different points of view. This is when the MSNBC reporter is just aghast hmm. that people are walking around with no mask on. He says, I just got to tell you, people don't care. Yeah. They don't care about masks. They're not going to put a mask on. And it's all around Memorial Day weekend yeah, right. where the crowds the were People don't out. care, yeah. Bubba. They don't care. They're putting people in danger. Mm-hmm. They just don't seem to care. And then finally, one guy says to the reporter who wants us to see his mask, hey, your cameraman and half your crew don't have masks on. And the guy gets this goofy look on his face and pitches back to the studio. <laughs> yeah. 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 Busted. I mean, hey. he not... So so here is the MSNBC coverage. If you were watching, this is what you would have seen and heard, and watch how he pitches it back, and then we got the guy who said something to him. We got his cell phone footage. Okay, here it is, courtesy of MSNBC. So are the people there just not worried about it, Cal? Are they not worried about their own personal safety? I haven't met anybody who is. I met some folks actually from Lake Geneva who lived in the area. They were staying a few miles outside of town where I were. And they said they're worried about it. They're worried about that second spike. They're worried about folks coming in from Chicago. But they'll quickly add at the same time, this is a place that relies on that business. I think people here want a little bit more funding when it comes to these programs so that they could stay closed. But again, I think people felt like the Supreme Court made the decision here in Wisconsin that it was time to open up. But you can see here, just around. Nobody's wearing them. Nobody's. Uh, the there you go, including the cameraman. Yeah, Katie. And crew the cameraman, Katie. So that that's what you got when you got Mr. Smarty Pants gets called out a lot. Yeah, so he thinks he can talk 
and say all that right. while staring at a guy that's working with him that doesn't have a mask on and thinks nobody's going to point it out. Right, well, right, right. Well, Greg, that goes back. Don't forget, these elitists think we're all a bunch of idiots. Right. Right. Right, so, so the guy that was walking behind him, this is his cell phone footage. So now he – all right, so see, there's the guy. He's reporting yeah, live, and now he's walking around. And now you'll hear him a little bit better on Look, what he has to neither say. Neither guy has a mask on. Yeah. The audio or camera <laughs> Nobody's wearing them. Nobody's Including wearing them. the cameraman. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> audio guy does have one. Uh, audio does have one on. Right. So thank you. He said half your crew doesn't have it on. <laughs> he doesn't know. For what some to reason, do. it makes it better for me that he's wearing Packers jersey. No, no, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, look, look, there's, you know, the pack. The pack people are different. I think people felt the guy has a tripod there for the camera too yeah, and there's a guy leaning on it i don't know if he's just a bystander yeah, leaning that on that or is he one of their yeah. producer crews he doesn't have one on either. i noticed that including the cameraman there you go See yeah. the tripod? Yeah, he does, not. Yeah, he does not have one. But I don't know if he's there. with them or he just Jen Daddy propped up on something. And watching. the best part is he pointed the guy out that called him out. They're like, right here, yeah, kind of like a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going the, 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 the I like when he threw it back. There's a cameraman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the cameraman. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Katie, 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 busted. <laughs> <laughs> we look like idiots. Back to you, Katie. <laughs> Katie, we're busted. Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> Don't you agree that if everybody's supposed to have a mask on or else they're being reckless, the cameraman should have one on too? Oh, yeah. Well, if you're going to be dogging everybody for not having one mm-hmm. on, it seems like you ought to show that you uh, are committed to the cause, right? Mm-hmm. Now, remember, and I think some of you mentioned it, I agree with you. Of course, he sounds good talking with it yeah. on, so it's like he's talking with yeah, a bag uh, on his yeah, head. Including yeah. the cameraman. Back to you, Katie. <laughs> uh, but, but when I'm – really, don't you – No one cares, Rick. No one cares, Rick. See? I'm, back to you, Katie. I'm going I'm, I'm to say this again, though. Are you so stupid or arrogant – I don't know which one it is – that you didn't have enough sense to say, guys, look, if I'm going to do this report, we all need yeah. to have masks on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't be sitting there doing the, the camera and not have a mask on. I'm going to mm-hmm. be – Dogging all these people for being reckless without their mask on. Right. But what does that do? Just like the guy in the Packer jersey. You think he's going to go put a mask on when he sees this hypocrisy? No, no. Did, did that make him say, man, I, I need to rethink this? You know what he thought? I'm as safe as the cameraman is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love it when they get busted on this kind Such of stuff? A good one. Why, why do I lo- why do I love it so much? I know it's funny. It's funny for him to be live too and get busted. But again, you can't fix that. Yep, that's know? right. But again, uh, back to you, Katie. Back to you, Katie. Yeah. Back to you, Katie. And, including the cameraman. Back to Our you, Katie. Our cameraman doesn't care. Back to you, Katie. <laughs> do you think when it was over? Because you know how reporters are. How they can take themselves way too serious. Only second to anchors. Yeah. But can you imagine how bad that reporter ate up that cameraman was over? It's stupid. Why don't you have your mask on? Why don't you have your mask this on? This is going to play, be played on every conservative radio talk show in the country. My goodness. Rick and Bubba are going to air this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to make fun of us and play it over and over from different angles. Right. <laughs> Everybody's going to make fun of us. Yeah. So, But but again, do you think he didn't know the cameraman didn't have a mask on? Yeah, he's sitting there looking at him yeah. when he's it, talking it's to all, him. It's, it's, it's a bunch of made-up propaganda. Yeah. I'm making up a dramatic situation. Well, I give that the, the audio guy has his own. I'll give him props. Right. Well, I, what did he have on it? Was that John Deere, did it say? No, he's got some kind of like a mouth on it. Like, I think he's trying to be like a – Tasmanian yeah, devil something mouth like or something. Yeah, the, the, That's the, funny. The, you know how those audio guys are. <laughs> yeah. They're, We're edgy. They're, they're crazy. Yeah. They got a little edge on them. <laughs>
They don't even think you need pitches. I don't know what that is. We'll be back. 866-WE-BE-BIG. So there it is. MSNBC caught saying one thing and living another. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, get into the story out of Minnesota, which is uh, dominating headlines today. Uh, more of the Rick and Bubba show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings it's me to 19 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for being with us. Wednesday Bible study back again today. Uh, it'll be live at noon on Central Time and then 1 o'clock Eastern Time, part four of the new series, The Unsaved Christian. Uh, if you missed any of the other episodes, they're available. Uh, you can go back and check those out. We'll have it archived by eh, around 2 o'clock Central Time today, and there'll be links on all of our social media platforms. All right, so this Minneapolis story uh, started, uh, I started getting all kinds of comments about this uh, late yesterday. And today it is it's big in the news again, and once again we have to face the horror of looking at, at, at things like this involving people in law enforcement and and what they're doing and what they're doing is it over the line? Is it wrong? Is it poor judgment? Uh, was it uh, was it called for? Was it not called for? Is it racist? And and here we are. It seems like we have to revisit this uh, periodically. Uh, and I don't know the answer to those questions because we're just now getting the information. And, and I think we've learned over the years too, um, you know, anytime a story is laid down in front of you, and I certainly have been as guilty as anyone for me to get, you know, little, just little fragments of information and then go into some rant and some monologue. And I've certainly done it and then go back and go, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, now that I know more about this, I might want to re- And I'm not saying that it's not exactly as it appears. Sometimes it is. Uh, but in this situation, here here is what is being reported, and it involves George Floyd, uh, who died uh, after an officer pinned his knee against the suspect's neck uh, as he struggled to breathe. From what, what I've gathered looking at the story and, and what we've been able to gather in this very short period of time, uh, it had something to do with forgery and that he was wanted – uh, and uh, when they got there, they are saying that he was under the influence of something. Yeah. Uh, and the officers are saying that he resisted arrest. Uh, you know, we, we're seeing different footage and, and all this. And, and then at one point they decided they needed to pin him to the ground. But you, others are reporting and the videos are showing. You can clearly see that he is saying that he cannot breathe. Yeah, yeah, we have audio of that too. Even the bystanders are going, "Man, he can't breathe." Y'all. Right, exactly. uh, and it's it's just not good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just froze up, Rick. So I will come back to it. Yeah. Rick, I'm this is a, this is another. Uh, uh, if we've had several of these lately, we call disturbing videos. Uh, police officers face challenges every day and danger that you know we we don't fully understand because we don't have to deal with it and all that they have to be prepared for. Um, and of course we, we support our law enforcement and, and, uh, their families and all that they go through because they really do lay their life on the line for sure. us. Absolutely. But, uh, on the flip side of this too, uh, the job that they have to do, they have to be able to bring in suspects and, uh, and secure them and bring them in and not, not, not lose their life doing that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you said, it's so hard not to jump to conclusions with mm-hmm. some of this stuff. But, um, Rick, I don't know if you need to hit the audio mm-hmm. there while it's got it up. I've been trying to hear about it. So you breathe, lift your mouth. Oh, man. Oh, 
What did you die to say? Why? Man, I can't breathe my face. Just get up. What do you want? I can't breathe. Please, leave. I can't breathe. Bro, get up, get in the car, man. I will. Get up, get in the car. I can't move. I've been waiting the whole time. Get up, get in the car. Mama. Get up, get in the car, right? Okay. That's disturbing. So you, you so, but you again, you, you, you do hear them we, saying that you didn't, you didn't listen to them, you didn't do what they told you to do, and he, and then he says, just get up and get in the car. But he's clearly saying at this point, I will now, yeah. I will get up and get in the car. And so the, the mayor, uh, Jacob Fry of many, uh, Minneapolis, says that all involved have been fired, and he said that is the right call, and he gets very emotional in, in his press conference. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the thing that about this, though, is when we get into the racial, racial component of it, because just like, you know, everything now you have, to, you have to talk about the color of everybody's skin involved. You certainly see one of the officers looks like he may have some Asian uh, ethnicity as well. So, I mean, it, it, why, why can't we, and, and maybe, maybe racism is involved and it is, we need to deal with it. But I think sometimes we have people in law enforcement that, that maybe shouldn't be in law enforcement. They can't handle the responsibility of it. And, and they would do the same thing to any person in this situation, regardless of ethnicity. I know we immediately want to say, well, this absolutely was tied to the fact that the man on the ground is black and the officer with the knee is white, and that certainly may be. But sometimes you may have officers that would have blown this and would have played a role in killing a man no matter what color he was in the exact same situation. They're still problematic, and they still need to be fired, but but it's not tied to any race issue at all. They're just a person that's been put in a position that obviously they can't handle. Uh, but it may be. I don't know if we yeah, – Yeah, you, you're saying it, it could be – it's just simple as uh, police officers that didn't carry their job out. Right. Mm-hmm. Not not right. a racial component. This video goes on for right. five and a half minutes with them putting the – I mean, how long does it take to get the man up and put him in the yeah, car? That's crazy. Well, well, that's it, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't look good. But, but no. again, I, I've said, and you you got you to gotta wait and let all the evidence come out, all the footage. There will be other footage of it. But what you see right there, it, it looks like they're they're not handling this properly at all. So somebody help me with this. So on the other side of the car, what's happening? Why I, I don't why, know. That's what I'm saying. Why, I don't, why doesn't? I, I, good night. And, and I don't know. I'm not there. Why why aren't they just saying when he says, "I know I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I know I'm on the ground." You hear the guy on the side saying, "Man, you can't win. Just get in the car. You didn't do what they said you to do." But now he says, "I will." What I want to know is when he says I will, why do we then not get up and put him in the car? Right. That's right. the part I don't understand. Right. right. There's four of you. Y'all yeah. can get him in the car. Right. Yeah. If not, you shouldn't be in that job. How about this? At this point he said, Got it. I didn't yeah. behave I didn't I didn't I didn't yeah. go when y'all wanted me to go, but I will now. Yeah. And at that point, it ought to be over. Yeah. yeah. And, you, you, and now again, I'm not there and I don't know all the details. And I got yeah. news for you, none of y'all were there. No. And except for the people shooting it. And the mayor has fired him. He said that was the right thing to do, and they'll do an investigation. But, you know, we have riots in the streets and all that, which, you know, I understand the outrage. But it has immediately, once again, been shifted. Racist cop kills yeah. black man. And, and, and it may be. We may find out in the end yeah. this person has a history of racism and, 
and whatever, or it just could be that there's a policeman. Could be bad police work. That, 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 that shouldn't be in this position, and regardless of the ethnicity of the person laying on the ground, he would have done the same thing. Yes, you're yeah. right. And that is a possibility. It's possible. Yep. And if you know. see, I'm anxious to see. <clears throat> I mean, it looks horrible, don't get me wrong, but they're trained. This is actually a method that is right. they're trained to use, and as long as it doesn't involve the trachea and all that, of how to put person in a, in a neck hold like that with your leg or your arm, is it going to be from directly the pressure is what killed him or did well and that's another is thing, there Greg. another factor you know what I'm saying maybe and I, I mean I'm not can it looks horrible and I'm not trying I'm just saying you're trying to be there's a lot of things yeah. that and again it goes back to what you're saying now because in the mayor I mean he's come out with this you know being black in America should not be a death sentence oh, yeah. we watched a white officer on a you know and, and if there is a so racial element but again first you got to get past the fact. I mean, if if this guy would have been a white guy acting the same way, is it possible that it would have had the same result? Well, and this is one thing I do want because everybody. Because the mayor obviously has done went to you know pass that. Well, and claim it. Yeah, well, he's a politician, so you're going to have that. But but let's go back to this. They are mm-hmm. saying that he died of a medical incident. So that's what it says, and it just. I don't know. I know. Look, I know we all want to, and and, and I, think I just want to know all what's going that on, on the other side. Showing, all that we keep showing is not helping. No, it's not. But right. I want to. I'm like you. I want to see what's going on on the other side of the the police car because all you can see is the knee and the and the neck of of the man, yeah. and and he's sitting there on. But something another officer is working or look like to me like trying to put the handcuffs on the guy or yeah, something. are they I, distracted from what's going are they on waiting on, on another car that, that's to pick why, him up i mean what's the deal yeah, like, that's why know. that's why you need due process they'll they'll be able to get the radio contacts they'll be able to get other footage people had they'll be able to put the whole picture together but here's the problem it takes a little time to do that and that doesn't always satisfy the mob no, well, the mob mentality that we have in our country right now, as as Hamzy just pointed out, this is the wrong reaction. Yeah, that this is that we we can't every time something looks the way that we think it looks, and the people get on social media, and there's accommodation of people that are always looking to keep this racism thing alive. Uh, there's also the the people who are white who who go out of their way to be sure you don't think they're racist, uh, and they'll overplay their hand a little bit, and they want everybody to see their social posts, and they get it up as quick as they possibly can, and then. Sometimes we get to the end of this and go, oh, wait a minute. It wasn't exactly as it appeared. It looks horrible. Uh, The officers have been fired. Uh, We could have a case where they didn't handle their job as police officers right, period. We could have a racial element. That could be part of it, too. Or it could be that we get to a third option that nobody wants to hear. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes now past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. So especially those of you in law enforcement, and you can remain anonymous if you want to. Maybe y'all can help us a little bit with the latest story out of Minneapolis. Of course, it's turned into, you know, mobs and danger and, you know, our typical reaction now, especially uh, when mayors and people that are in charge are so ready to to lay down the the racist card as as quick as they possibly can. Um, And we, we may get to the bottom of that, and it may be. But um, we probably want to get go through a due process before we make those kinds of claims. S- certainly what we see looks like the officer is not using very good judgment. Uh, and it may, and, and if it led to someone losing their life unnecessarily, then the, the officer should be charged and should be in trouble. And, and there should be justice for uh, this man and his family. Uh, but uh, we, we, our timing was terrible. Breakfast arrived 
uh, about the time a lot of you were trying to call, so we didn't answer any phone calls because everybody was eating. Uh, so if you were calling then or you could shed some light on this, um, uh, Speedy's in there now, and you can call us at 866-WE-BE-BIG and we'll chat with you while you're, while you're calling in. I do want to give you this email from uh, about Relief Factor from Peggy in, in Arkansas. She said, I started having lower back issues over 10 years ago. I've done yoga. I've worked with a chiropractor, which has been helpful, but my pain has never really went away. I've been listening more during the coronavirus uh, outbreak because I've had more Rick and Bubba time than ever. So I decided I'm going to give Relief Factor a try. I can honestly say I'm now pain-free, which I never could have imagined. Relief Factor is amazing, and it's helping me. So thank you, Rick and Bubba. You are welcome, Peggy. Um, have you tried it yet? It's all natural. I take it every day. I do two times a day on this normal maintenance. Uh, as, as uh, Like I say, the other day when I had all the uh, nephews and nieces over and I went back to throwing people in the pool, I took an extra dose of Relief Factor because at 55 I had a much different reaction to that than when I was younger. Uh, but you can use it too. It's all natural. Use it every day. It's four botanicals. ReliefFactor.com, a three-week trial pack for nineteen ninety-five, dollars uh, And you can find a link also at RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. Uh, anonymous out of Georgia uh, that is a police officer. So so help us a little bit to understand the things that we're seeing. I know that you know when we're watching people's uh, phone videos, sometimes they're exactly what they seem. Sometimes they're not. But but walk us through this a little bit. Hey, guys. First off, monkey grass. How y'all doing? Uh, Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank that you. very much. Great, great. Uh, I... I just only recently heard a story. This I, actually, y'all, the first guys I heard it from this morning. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, it was very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seeing yeah. how the officers are handling that situation, um, and and there again, and I might catch flack from my fellow officers on this, but but not second guessing leading up to this. I mean, I'm sure they had a legal right to arrest him and all that, but. Uh, we're also trained in, in how we, for lack of a better term, handle somebody that's in our custody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially if he's, you know, you're down on the ground, you got his knee, they had his knee in his neck. Yes. Um, I, there's a certain amount of force we can apply when someone's resisting arrest, but it, it can get to, I'm sure you've heard about excessive force and all that kind of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um. I would say in this situation it was handled very poorly, and unfortunately a man lost his life. and And I don't know if it's it's from that if that's the cause of it, or for he had you know um, not throwing a coronavirus thing in there, but he may have had underlying symptoms. Or well, 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 here's what you see: you definitely see that the man, and for whatever reason, I think it had to do with forgery. They they were they've been looking for him, and when right, they right. when they get there, he seems to be under the influence of something, and and people are saying that, and you can see that in some of the video. Uh, but, but, and, and at first he wouldn't do what they wanted him to do. Now he doesn't like he's being violent. He just looks like, it just looks like he's not following their instructions. And, right. and so, and so they get him down and, and you do hear that he says, I can't breathe. And one officer says, well, if he can talk to the crowd, this gathering, he can breathe. And, and, yeah. th- but then there's at one point where, where the, the guy on the corner says, look, you didn't do what they told you to do. Just get up and get in the car. And he says, I will. And and at that right. and at that point, I thought maybe everybody should then get him up and put him in the car. Right, 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 uh, right. And I agree with that. And and honestly, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I've been in situations where somebody's saying, especially after they've run from us or something like that, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. And, sure. Um, well, that's because you've been running. Right. Yeah. But uh, right. 
and the situation about this, and also alcohol and drugs can have a you know yeah. a factor in this. Look, and I have no but, idea what the the man may. You know, they, I'm just going by like the reports. Say, we I'm we just saw yeah. this clip. We don't know Thank before. You. We don't know yep. you know after really what all went on. And I, I just think everybody should speak from what they know only. And and what and what we're talking about is this. I think it's. You know, there's got to be a time where when we, if we, if we deal with anybody who has been given a responsibility they can't handle, they must be dealt with. But what we can't do as a society is we can't run out there and start, you know, stoking the fire unnecessarily right. uh, that now leads to more property damage, more people getting hurt. Now the police is fighting the community, and these, and, and these could be policemen who do their job extremely well. Now they're in this unnecessary danger. you got to be responsible right now because we are living in a time where the police, and you can say, well, this doesn't help. Got you. I agree with that. But the police are being cast into an, a, a, a point that we can't trust them anymore. Uh, matter of fact, they're, they're bad guys. They, they're, not, they're, not, they're not here to help us. They're against us. And people keep stoking that fire, and we're getting policemen that are getting killed, getting targeted. And and so if you're a politician or you've got to play a bully pulpit, you gotta you gotta kind of be in the mode of seeking justice for all involved. Yep. Yes, Due absolutely. Process for everybody, include the officers and the victim. But this victim, yep. yeah, nothing wrong with saying we're gonna have justice for this man. We're gonna have justice for everybody involved. And if people need to be dealt with and removed, they will be. Or if they need to be put in jail, they will be. But you can't go out there and stoke the fire. These 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 type of situations, especially in our current society, are tender boxes. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, you there's a way to get justice and get to the bottom of something without causing a mob scene that now puts innocent people unnecessarily in danger. And uh, so I think that's grossly irresponsible on the mayor's part. Firing them, I didn't. I have no problem with that. But then. You know, coming out and saying once again, this is clearly racism and all that, and stoking those fires. And we, and it may turn out that it is. It may turn out that it is. But we got to get there. Right. Uh, Another anonymous caller saying twenty years in law enforcement. So, so help us. Go ahead. All right. Um, Based on my training experience, we were taught never to put your knee in the neck. That's gone on for years. And and we were taught to use if you had to use a knee to keep a person um, restrained on the ground that you did it in the small of the back and like i said never to the neck yeah that that's what i think bubba and greg both said that in the break they thought that maneuver had been removed from law enforcement yeah and there's, now, a, there's some chokehold there's some chokehold too that uh, i know happened yeah. within baltimore what what is what do you call that yeah, the lateral restraint uh, right. technique, and it's where you put your arm around the neck. Like you see that in a lot of wrestling moves too, but that's why it's pretty much real. So you're you saying have you, their spinal cord and everything doing that. You're saying these th- this maneuver this officer you, is using that you guys have been told for years not to use it anymore. Correct, and that's probably one of the reasons why they got fired. Probably they may have had a policy on not, not putting their knee in the neck. But that that could vary from department to department, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you, sir. But I would, I would think that would be all across the board because they've found for years that that's not, not a good thing to do is put some of your knee in somebody's neck. Correct. Yeah, you yeah. could you could see where that would be. Thank you. Thank you very <laughs> much. No bad. Uh, we continue. John in Alabama. John, go ahead. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Good. I didn't hear um, I didn't hear the one caller, whether he was speaking about the use of force continuum, did he speak to that at all? He said that this maneuver of putting your knee on someone's neck, he thought had been removed from uh, most departments. Uh, or they do not allow that anymore. Yeah, that's pretty universal. So the use of force continuum allows uh, tells an officer 
what uh, use of force they can use. Like, say somebody is pulling away from you, passive resistance, you can, you know, put them on the ground and that kind of thing. But no officer, when you put a knee on a neck, that's pretty much deadly force. You're not authorized to do that. It would have to be an extremely strained situation, which happens. But when you're cutting off the airflow to somebody, you're pretty much using deadly force there. And Hmm. I'm not speaking to anything outside of just putting the knee on the neck. I'm not speaking to any racism and that political garbage. That's just a stoke fire. Everybody knows what that is. Yeah, and and, and we may say, but what I'm saying is I want to live in a a society that no matter what my ethnicity may or may not be, I don't want a police officer that's putting his knee on anybody's neck and cutting off their air uh, you know, if he has other options that that are available to him that are not as deadly because the situation isn't deadly. The man doesn't have a weapon. I know that he wasn't doing what they wanted him to do, uh, and, and you guys deal with that all the time, uh, and you can get people under control. And he clearly says, even after all the mistakes that were made, I will get in the car now. Uh, and, um, and, again, I don't know why they didn't immediately put him in the car at that point. Yeah, because uh, it's like a little jail cell back there. Yeah, right? so I, I don't know. But now we're having officers saying the move that this officer was using, they don't know of anybody that uses it anymore. Yeah, that's that's what I thought, too. I yeah. thought that was a little strange. Anonymous out of Alabama. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, yes. go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Hey, monkey grass, here, fellas. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very you much. Go. Thank you. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, just speak on the one that, you know, just got done talking to you. That is an old type of restraint. And what we found out is that it does more harm than good. Yep. And more or less, you know, with the officers that were there in the situation that, you know, has been presented, there were three or four different officers there. The issue that comes with it, you know, you got all these people that are wanting to film everything and this, that, and the other, and that's all great and wonderful. Everybody has the right to do that. Yep. But, you know, if the subject was resisting arrest but prior to being forcibly put on the ground and put into that position, if the people all throughout that video, all I heard was the officers telling people to back up, back up, back up, and, you know, you the people don't back up the other officers won't feel safe moving away from the suspect to get him into the car itself yeah you make a good point because the other officers you keep saying well why weren't they well now they've got to worry about a crowd that's forming so you're really pulling them away from helping this guy you know be put in the car i I see your point uh but it they've, they've all been fired uh by the city and it may be because the force that was being used should have never been used in the first place. Uh, we'll be back. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. 26 years strong. You got the Rick and Bubba show. The sun will set, the sun will rise. All right, we'll get to some other updates, but we did have another officer that uh, can add to this, and he said that actually the chief of police there in Minneapolis had posted um, some information about how they uh, their use of force. David, what, what can you bring to the, the table? Go ahead. Yeah, I believe it was uh, Chief Arredondo posted a message saying that that type of restraint is still in their operational manual. There's two types, the one to restraint, to keep the uh, – the person conscious and one to 
render the suspect unconscious, but I believe also it's supposed to be applied to the sides of the neck, not to the back of the neck, but I'm pretty sure that if I read this correctly, that the chief issued a statement that that was still in their operating procedures. Huh. All right. Well, that's uh, you heard the other officers, and you probably agree that, that this is not being used in many places, but... Uh, if the the video is so long and so troubling that we kind of came out of it, but there 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 is a point in the video where someone who's a nurse is saying, "Hey, you need to check his pulse. He he is unresponsive," uh, and she even said that she would help if 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 need be. Uh, and of course, they didn't take the help, and so and that's when you see one of the officers checking his pulse, and at that point, uh, his life was ending. Yeah. So, so it's uh it's it's awful, and uh and we'll we'll through time get to the bottom of it but right now all officers involved have been fired and there are mobs uh and there is unrest in minneapolis yeah you got you got to have due process for everybody involved uh, have toxicology there's a lot more video of it i'm sure and then you can put together a full picture of what happened and everybody will have their day in court right and, and then we also have to find out even if these people which everything seems to look like they did not handle their job well are they not handling their job well because they're officers who, who who should not be in this position? And no matter what ethnicity this person was, would the would the need be the same? Would the outcome right. be the same? If all things were the same, no matter what color the person is, would it have ended the same? And if the answer is yes, then you have a still have a problem, but then you have an officer or officers who need to be dealt with, period. Uh, but it's not it's not tied to to racism. And if there is a racial element to it, and this person has uh, racism in in their in their in their inner being, and you see, yeah, this person was racist, then yeah, then that's another thing we need to talk about. Because uh, certainly racism is alive and well today in every department and every aspect. But what we can't do is declare that every single thing is racist just because people of color and people who are of different ethnicities are involved. Because that 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 fuels a fire that may or may not be necessary, but we need to get to the bottom of it. And um, it's it's almost like the officers that can't handle their responsibility is not enough. It's got to be even more. And and we'll see. It may or may not be, but we'll 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 have to get to the bottom of it. Uh, updating on that topic, the New York City woman whose uh, uh, viral video from Central Park uh, with her encounter with the bird watcher uh, and her and her dog in the leash. We remember this. Strange woman from yesterday. Uh, she worked for Franklin Templeton, but not anymore. Uh, they have fired her, uh, saying that they considered her behavior to be racist. Hmm. Uh, we do not tolerate racism <clears throat> of any kind at Franklin Templeton, as if we thought they might. They might. Uh, yeah. But so she has. She has apologized, said that she uh, shouldn't have behaved the way she did. Uh, but now people are saying her behavior was not just inappropriate; it was also racist. So she has been refired from her job. So there's an update on that. And, and again, she was white. The guy was black. But I, I, I don't know that it that you wouldn't have the same interaction between a, a person with a dog and a bird watcher. I, I don't know. She it, it referenced could be, could be, could she, be absolutely. She, could she be. referenced that he was African American, and that's when it was. Um, she even used what is supposed to be the acceptable term for people of color, but the fact that she mentioned that it was person of color. Then it automatically had a racist tone to it. So, um, so that she was acting ridiculous. Clearly, look, look the woman. Like it goes back to what I'm saying about the officers. Whether these people are truly racist or not, their behavior is is 
is undesirable. And and in the policeman's case, if it turns out to be the way it looks, repulsive. But just based on but, the but way, it may or may not be tied to racism. Mm-hmm. Based on the way that she responded, and I don't know, Rick. I don't, let me underline. I don't know, but probably her company. I'm going to guess went. This is a good chance to get rid of. Well, because she's probably had a history of this. Just knowing people, yeah. being in business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, people have a track record. You know, very. It happens, but people mm-hmm. usually don't go off the farm with their behavior. And when they do, people go, well, I don't, "It was off the farm." No, you no. haven't heard anybody or seen any posts going, "Well, this is not like her." No, you're right. She's yeah. a model mm-hmm. citizen. <laughs> She's a great employee, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even know who that woman was screaming. Right. You know? yeah. But yeah. And, and that may come out, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen. It. I'm just saying we know people. Yeah. It's just. Well, again, it goes back to... It's hard to hide your who you are over time. Right. Well, you may do it for a moment. You may do it in front of a camera. You may do it in front of a, a group at a party, but it's hard to hide who you really are over a long period of time. No, that's right. That, and, right. And Jesus talks about this in the Bible. He said, if you want to know who the fake people are, just stick around. <laughs> There's a lot of people say my name and tie me to all kinds of things, but I don't even know who they are. And if you want to know who those people are, just keep an eye on them. They'll show you sooner or later. Yeah. And, and that's the case. Like this... You know, she's even come back. And people said, "Well, the bird watcher got angry and hollered at her to begin with." Well, this goes back to something that we must all learn. Hmm. I can't control other people's behavior, but I can control my own. My response to you is completely my responsibility. Uh, and you know, you know, if you're after me or physically trying to harm me, that's different. But if you're just being mean or I don't like the way you acted or whatever, I'm in complete control of how I respond. But see, human nature is I'm always blaming somebody else for my behavior. No, we're in complete control of our own behavior. Well, you don't know what he said. Yeah, but I know what you said. You know, your response came off like you were crazy. Okay, you you didn't have to do that, no matter what he said. Yeah, he. I mean, he wasn't. You could have said, "Okay, my bad. Sorry about that." Wow, you're really into bird watching. Yeah, you know. You could have even said, "Hey, I didn't know my dog being here was that big a deal. I'll put the leash on him and I'll leave." Sorry about that. Note to self: the dog didn't like the leash either. Mm. No, well, well, especially when she's holding it with his front legs off the ground. Well, also, it. dogs have to be trained on a leash. You don't just go get it from the pound and hook one to it. No. no. Top of the hour. If you leave us, have a big day. You got more Rick and Bubba. We'll be right back, Lord willing. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. In the beginning, there was fun on the radio. Then the radio industry fell victim to corporate America and venture capitalist bankers who marched in with their research and up to their armpits in debt and turned the radio band into a wasteland of cookie cutters. Faceless, sound-alike stations who completely lost touch with the people they were meant to serve. Then there were two voices that cried out in the wilderness, faint at first, but becoming louder with every passing ratings book. It's okay to have fun again, to give the people what they really want to hear, and not treat them like a sea of mindless followers who have no choice in their radio entertainment. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Six and a half minutes past the hour. From the award-winning Broadcast Plaza and Teleport, we welcome you to the Rick and Bubba Show. Alvin, Speedy, Wilburn, Helmsy, the real Greg Burgess, Eddie Van Adler. Dream team, baby. Team Rick and Bubba here in our 26th year of spending time with you all across America and around the world. Well, 
welcome back in for a brand new hour. Let's get the whole team out there. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us yet again here on the Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, one of the there's many questions that we ponder in life. You just sit there and you ponder, and one of them is why is Mike Singletary not a better coach? Amen. Uh, you you really you come would, on, Mike. You would just think Mike Singletary. Look, we play his his speech. I love yeah. him as a player. His intensity. You think he should be a great coach on paper, right? Great players are not always great coaches. I know, but he great he motivators like he are not always great coaches. You know? Can we hear his speech, Rick? Have we got I, it on I, one I, of the intro? It's on one of the I intros. I mean, we, it's but I don't so know good we play it I as an intro. So you know, it's, it's that time that Can't guy played with him. I don't want him. <laughs> that guy walked off the field. Yeah. And you remember he sent yeah. him. Vernon, Vernon Davis claims Vernon he said Davis. it changed, changed his life. Yeah. Yeah. He sent him to the locker room in don't front of everybody. Mm-hmm. So, He's a first-round draft pick. But it's different. Mike Singletary might be a good man to have in your life. Vern would say yes. Yeah, He said, turn me around, what yeah. he did to me. But I think one of the, and Bubba and I were talking about this in the break. The reason why we're saying this, there's another story out today. Mike Singletary as a coach was not successful in the NFL. He's now gone to coach high school in Texas, and we know the level of competitive um, uh, football they play in high school in Texas. It's it's the top of the top. Mm-hmm. He's gone one and twenty one in mm. two seasons. I'm gonna say that record again. <laughs> one and twenty one. Uh, but now the school was zero and eleven during 2019, and they won one in 2018. Yeah, he he may just had a tough, maybe a tough place to be. Rick. But you, you know, would th- well, there's a lot of coaches, the athletes, maybe in a tough. But, but I hate to bring it up, I know a lot of successful coaches right. that take over have taken over crap programs and turned them around. Hmm. Yeah, and high it school, seems college, like, uh, bro. It seems like people who are good coaches win everywhere they go. They do high school, college, pro, whatever yeah. they do. Right. Uh, but but it doesn't always translate that way. I mean, mm-hmm. Saban, you know. World-renowned college pro wasn't as successful. Uh, Pete Carroll's one of the few I think has won college and pro. Spurrier was a flop. Spurrier mm-hmm. didn't do good with pros. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's well, it's definitely a different game to coach at that level. High school, I don't know. Well, here's the problem we're having with Singletary, though. To the points you just made, he's moving to every division and not winning in any. Of them. Right, right. Come on, yeah, Singletary. So, yeah, because I want him to be successful. Now, I he's know. position coach. I want to play listen, for him. You listen to this speech and it's like, good. Have you got it? I want to hear. Oh it. yeah. Hold, hold on. I'll go back. Let, hold on. This is. A, you, you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead. Ask the question. Vernon. Vernon. Just uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we cannot make we cannot make decisions that cost the team, and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No, you know what? I, I, th- this is how I believe. Okay, I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and, and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else, rather than play with eleven when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them, cannot win with them, cannot coach with them, can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Oh, that's so see, good. See yeah. that that I mean I got fired up listening yeah, to it, but it, it's yeah, not it's, it's not, not translating on the field. So what do you think the problem is? Is well, he bad at picking assistant coaches, well, or, or is he so hard that the good ones won't play for him? I, I what was do you think? I was laughing. I told Bubba this. I was laughing with Dad 
who coached many, many years, and only a very small part of his coaching career was he not the head coach. Um, he was a head coach in his 20s. And he was laughing, as he always does, because mom and dad have had to had a water issue downstairs, so they've had to move stuff around. And so, and he never does put up the trophies anyway, he didn't put them up for anybody to see, but mom's moved around, so some were up against the wall. And we were, because they're not displayed anywhere, which is typical. So we're walking by, and he 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 looks down, and there's a big one there, and he starts laughing. And I said, "What's funny?" He goes, "Look at that one right there," and it was National Coach of the Year. And he said, "What a crock!" <laughs> he, he said, "There ought to be about fifteen of those handed out <laughs> if a team has been successful because one guy don't do it." Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to this: one guy may be the face of a staff and the face of the team, but one guy cannot win football games. It's impossible. Football is too complex. Uh, think about this, and I speak to my own self. One of the things I struggle with trying to coach it is there's just so much you got to keep up with. You know, I remember sitting there thinking the game's almost here. We ain't even worked on special teams. Mm-hmm. You know, what about what if your special teams are no good? Well, then that that's gonna haunt you. Right? You know, you know anything about special teams, Singletary? Not really. Well, you better get somebody who does. Yeah. Um, you know, do you know anything about how to run an offense? Well, I know how to hit people, and I know how to. I know how to discipline people. Okay, but can, are you any good at offense? Well, well, you better get somebody who is. Well, there's been I mean, people I mean, who I mean, were good defensive right. coaches that could be. But no you, question. But you got to have the uh, you got to have the help. And I, well, you can take Belichick know. and Saban for yeah. example. Your dad, for example, they still have to have a skill set to go out and put the people Correct. around them. Correct. And evidently, he's just not that guy. That's the point I'm gonna make. I think he is a gr- probably a good motivator. No yeah. doubt about that. He motivates me. Yeah, uh, and I think I would love to play for him and mm-hmm. and the kind of team he wants to see on the field. But you can't just say this is the kind of team I got to have. You better find the people and be able to get the players to buy in to your vision mm-hmm. for how you think football should go. Yeah. Right. And what happens is somewhere he does not put together the staff and the organization. And man, right. it is a complex organization. Yeah. And like you said, you see really great head coaches, and they deserve credit for this as leaders, where you can take staffs, hire them away from them, they'll replace another staff yeah. and beat you again. Yeah. yeah. and Because they got a system. They got a system. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if Mike's never really figured out what his system is. What are his philosophies? Is What does he like to do on offense? What does he like to do on defense? The great coaches, and some of them will adjust to the times, no question. I've seen them do that. Even Dad, even though we make fun of it, did adjust to the times as much as he could. Yeah. He certainly realized when he got to college that the type of defense he played in high school, he couldn't play in college. So they had to adjust. They tried it in the beginning, and they had to adjust to some other things. The wishbone, he loved the option offense, but he started spreading it out to make it a little wider mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And then, of course, he came up with a defense that could shut the triple option down, uh, which you know I thought was almost cruel. Since that was, since that's what he had loved so much, you know. Well, if you're if you're running it, you better know how to stop it. So yeah. somebody oh, puts yeah. it on you. Yeah. yeah, but well, he had to do that because he knew there were people in the league when he got in there. They, yeah. they, they were running it better than they were at the time. Right. And uh, so anyway, but what I'm saying is, you 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 have to be able, the great coaches. You can you can almost not even need you you almost don't even need a scouting report. You know exactly what they do, but you can't stop them from doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. They do what they do so well. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. You can come back and the scout guy say, well, I saw them play and goes, let me guess, they do this, this, that. Yep. Anybody stopped them? No. Did we all know they were going to do it? We did. Yeah. Because everything is so crisp and so well done. The blocking and the tackling and the fundamentals are incredible. Mm-hmm. And nobody does anything stupid. 
You have to beat them. Well, Mike may be like me and not be that great with details. He may not can pay attention to details, and I don't think – he don't win. Okay, how about this? No, he doesn't. He, uh, do, do you think Mike that, Singletary right now is not a, not a successful coach? Do you think the the phenom athletes that just it came so easy to them they really never had to work at it? God just gave them those gifts. It's harder to coach because it just came natural to them. Seems like most of the mm-hmm. great play, uh, coaches were average to above average players that had to be great from hard work, and they knew what it took for for themselves to be better so therefore mm. it came easy coaching players that way because yeah. that's what they had to do. Well, yeah, I have a theory on that. I probably yeah. don't need to say right at the moment, but I've I've noticed some people who let me see how I can phrase this that are not uh gifted by God with their talents or their looks. They develop a better personality sometimes than people who are because they had to work at it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can mm-hmm. I? That, is that a fair way sure. to say that? Mm-hmm. Sure. And we love you just like you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, but, but, but what? But what? what uh, I'm talking about other people. Right? <laughs> no, but no. but what? But I think the good coaches see. There's coaches, and this is bad leadership too. That only tell you what's wrong. No, yeah. But they don't tell you how to fix it. Yeah. They don't coach you up. They don't say. This is wrong, but let me tell you how it needs to be done, and here's what you can do to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. You can't just holler at people you're and, wrong. Like I said about what we're going right. to do tomorrow night, and, and men's, men's ministry has been flawed in the, and mainly in the area of its high challenge, which we, it, we don't need to take that away, but where we failed in men's ministry is we don't have high equipping. So what we do is we scream at men, don't do yeah. this, do that, be the spiritual leader. But we don't have to tell them how to be a spiritual leader. <laughs> right. uh, well, maybe they need to be shown how to do that. And, and so good coaches – they don't just correct you. They show you how to not make that mistake again. Yeah. And then if you keep making it, then you're gone. Uh, let me ask you this. Then somebody else will do what you do. Let, let me just, <laughs> let me, me. I had you out there. Let me just throw this on the table for discussion. Probably two of the coaches that were the most influential on him were Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan. Aside from that moment in time, they were not overly successful either on their own. So do you think that style they developed just didn't carry well? But look at the coaching trees of, of Belichick oh, yeah. and Saban and the guys that they've sent out yeah. and had success. You don't hear anybody under Singletary. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, we're back. 23 minutes past the hour. What if Mike Singletary went to the Cleveland Browns and turned them around? I think he goes straight to the Hall of Fame. Go. Always you? go back to the Cleveland yeah, Browns. Well, they're, kind of the, they're kind of the – Not now. You know, they're kind of the gold standard of, hey, need to get it together. Here's what I would do with Singletary. I'd say, Mike, can you can you make my linebackers go sideline to sideline and kill people like you did? Yeah. <laughs> Let me put you in charge of the linebackers, and I'm going to put – somebody. We'll, we'll all handle the rest of it. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with being a great and position? you get to do the halftime speech. You can do the halftime speech, and we'll pay you well. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, so now – Coach Will. <clears throat> speak, speaking of um, – You won't have them. Bob Kraft is saying <laughs> hey, on, on the likelihood of playing the 2020 NFL season, uh, Bob Kraft of the Patriots says, I believe we can do it. Uh, he thinks that there's a way to make it happen. 
Uh, I, I would think so too. Uh, I, it's getting weird to me that we're acting like that COVID nineteen is just going to be here forever. Rick, I mean, and then it says here his back's real stiff and needs a massage. <laughs> there he is, there yeah, it is. I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything yeah. but hey, there, massage. There, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So he said, we're preparing to hopefully play football this fall. He was talking to Hannity. Uh, we're working hand-in-hand with our union. We believe we've developed protocols that allow us to do it in a safe way, looking uh, out first you know, for our players and our personnel and then, of course, the fans. I believe that we can do it. i got to tell you something. There's something rising up in me, and I, this may surprise you, but you guys have known me for a long time, so it probably won't. <laughs> I, I'm, look, now, I'm not for a silly season now. Uh, are we going? Are we going to act silly about this? Yeah. Uh, if if you give me an NFL season, but it's all silly. Yeah, but the weird. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Okay, it's so going to annoy me more than I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. It. He, Play or no. Here's yeah. what we're going. Here's where the rubber's going to meet the road, Rick. Yeah. We're going to start the season. Might start it without fans. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? It'd be weird. I'm tired of that. The like first time, the first time a linebacker on the Dallas Cowboys comes up and tests positive for COVID nineteen, what what happens then? That's going to be the key. How this? Well, out. they won't listen to me. But what I would say is, what do we do every year when some own team gets the flu? Let's do that. Get your swallow. I, I know what he needs to do. Get back. a sip. Not one back ball. there, Mr. Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that statement called for a pop, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thirsty. I don't want to sit on either. <laughs> 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 if it had been more in the bottle, you'd have never Get some hell yellow. That's what we need. Somebody uh, get this man another one. You know what, what we do? <laughs> How about this? These microphones are very good. They are. <laughs> you know why, Rick? They're condensed. They are. Well, you know what that means. Somebody serious about their Somebody audio. serious about this operation. <laughs> if you ain't got phantom power, you ain't broadcast. Hey, a pitcher being being a coach. Let's not be silly with it now. I can't no, watch a silly no, season. No, no. Listen, I already see listen, enough silliness. Listen, this is what's going to happen. You know the little the little temperature thing. They hold it up to your little forehead, put it on your forehead. Oh yeah, uh, done hey, with that. Hey, Before coach. They run out of the tunnel. Yeah. they're going to shoot. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, coach. Uh, game day here. Uh, trainers coming to got a problem. Four yeah. of the guys have a fever. You're starting what? quarterback. You're starting tailback. You're do what? Center. Now everybody else doesn't, so they're fine. But these yeah. four have a fever, so they got to sit. Are out. you asking me what I would do? No, but I mean that's yeah. the a scenario. As a coach, what in the world? Well, what would I do, <laughs> or what is the league gonna make me do? Well, you know what I would do. Who are y'all's backups? I guess they're playing. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what's gonna have to happen. So right. that roster is gonna have to be even stronger than before because right. now you got guys. But that, I'm not shutting the whole have, league down because four guys no, on the Cowboys. You, 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 you shouldn't. Have, have you read NBA some did. of the rules? That, NBA uh, certainly. I know because whoever you played the week. Prior, hey, call all them. Tell them we got four with the fever. Have you seen the way Don't the, get me started the colleges, and I'm sure they're looking at what the pros are doing too, that they're going to be addressing this. They have to have a special secure area where if you think you're sick, you go to be examined and uh, another way to get out and be taken care of if you do and all that. I heard they're going to Zoom a game. Just all the players at different locations. Just do, just going to yeah. run separate routes. Uh, <laughs> throw to a computer. I, I don't want to see a silly season. Yeah. If it's silly, let's just not have it. Now, will it be? I don't silly? want to see players playing Madden against each other will either. It, no. Oh, will it be silly, Rick? Will it be silly if they break up the conferences uh, and change all the different divisions so they can be close to each other? Nah, and I don't, don't have care, to travel. Yeah, that whatever. doesn't bother me. That's what I think the NHL. I don't know who half of them are in anyway. That, 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 they yeah. probably need reorganizing. That, you know, some of them. What I'm talking about is this silly stuff that you're talking about. Like I, I'm shooting everybody's forehead, and 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 today's game was canceled because a wide receiver had a fever. 
and and also the league will go on, will go on lockdown for three weeks. How do you feel about no what fans? Kind of crap is that? No fans. I hate thing. that too. Let's all right, fans. let me ask you. Well, all does this. that does that make it silly if there's no fans? Yes, I really. Won't, I won't watch so no you, fan games. Really? What if? What if? Won't they're, watch them. Rick, 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 watch them. Rick, that's extreme. Go with them. What if there's fans? You can't see them. Watch them. Can't be part of them. But you can't see them. What if there's fans, but there are like three seats in between them? It looks to me that's silly. Uh, to me, yes. I'd rather just yeah, have stadium try empty. Just try to be sharp. Yeah. That may be worse. That's yeah. what I'm saying. All right, what about this? Limited. What about the NFL playing in Southern College stadiums? That's been floated around. Like, they'll play at Florida, Florida State. The the, the Florida governor came out and said, y'all can use those yeah. university Some of these states that are not like, open. You know, it's like you get a New yeah. York any or fans? a Seattle where they're – Huh? No, you're still fanless. L.A. teams, and they're not going to well, let them play there. there because the state is not yeah, going to let them. Not allowing them. Let them play. They're just saying, "Come to our state, we'll let you play." Our but ballparks I mean, and stadiums are open. The old gray I'm not ladies, sure about Greg. Right here. I have said. I mean, Rick. I've said no <laughs> fan, fanless. It, it, we have to say. Fanless I don't care what state we play in. I just got to have fans. We have to say <laughs> fanless at this point. Twenty percent's in, but you can't see that on TV. You hear crowd noise. Oh, you <laughs> never know it's. What, there. what am I now watching? I love Lucy with a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are y'all kidding me? Don't make fun of Ollie. Yeah, now you make it silly. I'm not going to watch a silly fun. season. I just hope y'all know that. That's fine. A lot of masks. If I see what mass, about if the season? What if they shorten the season? The I'm fine games? with that. I, look, I think it's too. Probably long need anyway. to be shorter anyway. It's too long what if anyway. they? Well, they shorten the games. I'm fine with that. What they only I'm play? Just every, the list. What yeah. they only play every other position player? No, they have social distance. <laughs> no. What if it's six on six? Now we're silly. Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Let's go phone trolling. Everybody ready? Here we go. <laughs> Lines are available, and you can get in here, and we certainly want to chat with you. You make comments, you ask questions, you bring information to the table. It is not designed for meaningless shout-outs or shameless plugs. However, it is designed for us to rapid fire on multiple topics, <laughs> multiple comments, multiple questions, and there's plenty of lines available. Adler will grab those, or Speedy, or Hounds, or somebody. So uh, bring them in. Yeah, MyPillow.com is proud to be part of the Rick and Bubba show, and we love it. New item at MyPillow.com. You know, we love the Giza Dream Sheets. Well, how about this? Now we have Giza Elegance My Pillows. Oh. So we have the My Pillow, you know, that we love. It positions the head perfectly. But now you can have it with the Giza Cotton Giza. as well. So uh, if you'd like to find out more about this, look for the Giza Elegance My Pillows. They come in four unique soft levels, Greg, and I know you were wondering that. Uh, I think I'm, it's about time for me to, to get I've about that, and I've had them for years. Calm it's still down, good, buddy. but I may try the other. I just like I just like I just like saying Giza. Don't y'all? It tickles your mouth. Giza me. I'm ready for an upgrade. So you go to one of those fun words. Go to mypillow.com. And then you click on radio specials, and you can see uh, multiple specials there, including these new Giza versions of the My Pillow. Not just the sheets, but now My Pillow. All have the sixty-day money-back guarantee, and the warranty is fantastic. Uh, and of course, you can put that promo code Bubba there at radio specials and let the savings begin. Uh, let's start with Robert in Mississippi. Robert, you got thirty seconds. There's room for others. Go right ahead, Robert. Thanks for listening to one one oh seven seven. Yeah, I like uh, NASCAR. I love it, but I, I just disappointed the Coca-Cola 600 this weekend. And again tonight, going in the stands, 
uh, wearing masks and six feet apart with the guy holding the microphone on a stick. <laughs> now we're being just, silly. Man, yeah, and you could they didn't even have a winner's, uh, winner's circle. They just I drove know. the car there and parked. I know. That's silly. That guy. That's again tonight. To me, the crowd's not as important in racing, but now all that selfie stick microphone well, and all that. Well, right, <laughs> but no. as far as the crowd, it's I mean, yeah, mm. you know. Well, have you ever seen? Because you can, you know, you can see things that that were recorded before all this, and they have crowds like the America's Got Talent. Now, that was recorded a while yeah, ago, or yeah. they're rerunning something, whatever. No, no, no. I saw a little bit of that last night in that uncomfortable moment. Yeah. But anyway, I just had, I just had, I normally don't, I just like, well, I got to, let me stick around for this. I did the same thing. But, but here's the other, but on these other, even talent shows where they went to where there's no crowds, it feels just bizarre. It does. Somebody, UFC fight. Some great, like I notice uh, Sherry uh, every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at one of these dancing shows. Oh yeah. Like, you know, the best dance in the world or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm picturing you bef- watching. before what well, came on right after America's Got <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does. So before I went to bed, I watched like a couple of pe- groups dance. Well, you can all you hear them, they stop is <sighs> you hear them breathing yeah. and stuff because the crowd's not going, yo, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then and it's just, <sighs> you know, the, the quietness of it all is it just is. weird. Eerie. Yeah. We continue. Uh, let's go to uh, Tyler out of Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Tyler, go, Tyler, go ahead, 30 seconds. Hey, guys, I was just wondering, I don't know if you talked about it, but uh, there's a uh, trending video of MSNBC report, uh, reporting uh, on people not wearing masks. Tyler, 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 his mask Tyler, on. Tyler, yeah, yeah. Well, buddy, you're going to have to start listening to this show more. Your time spent <laughs> listening. We, we we did a whole thing on that like uh, about an hour and a half ago. Come on, Tyler. Tyler come on. I mean, Tyler, we, play, we, played, we played the video. We, we, we laughed at him. We did it all. Oh, I bet, my bad. Come on, Tyler. <laughs> you you got to listen to the whole show. <laughs> you can't walk away. For those you missed Don't it, miss a minute of this show. You, you know what? Go back to the podcast hour, and you're going to catch up, Tyler, yeah. and I want you to listen to it. <laughs> you're going to love our comments on it. Sure. We continue. Yeah. Let's go to TJ Summit, Mississippi. TJ, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Hey, I just want to say praise God. Thank you all for what you all do. Thank you, buddy. And uh, what a great job you use your uh, stand for Christ. Uh, question I got is, did y'all ever find Hank Williams Jr. gun? Can I tell you what's no. funny? You don't believe where it was, under Greg's bed. <laughs> I, <couldn't> <laughs> I, I don't think he's found it, has he? I haven't no, heard I uh, all about that. No updates. I forgot. John and Andalusia. It's in somebody's closet, and they forgot about it. <laughs> 107.7. John, go ahead. Uh, yeah, there's a guy on Craigslist got an ad. It says, single white male has coronavirus. Looking for a female companion with Lyme disease. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think the delivery was really the best part of it. I didn't know what to do with that. Okay. <laughs> Randy and Coleman. Randy, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds. My Go ahead. Goodness. Yeah, on Americans Got Talent last night, did y'all see that clip? With that guy, that fire eater who lit it, who lit a bomb on stage. Yes, he farted. Did, he lit it, guys. That didn't. Oh, he should it, win. Let it deliberate. By the way, that didn't happen. I was watching it, and everybody keeps saying this guy lit a fart, but he didn't. He did. He, he did fire that went up through his crotch and up the and, and all that, but it wasn't like he said part of my. And and I don't like those kind of acts. 
Because, you know, they, they start out doing weird movements of their head and their body, <laughs> and then before you know it, they're sticking knives up their nose. And at one point, he he put his head over a blade and had the, the – what's, what's the guy's name? It was in those movies, and he's now the new host on there. What's his oh, name? Oh, yeah, the big guy. Yeah, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Hmm. But any, anyway – Big muscle up. Guy. Yeah. And Terry Crews. Terry, yeah. You know, office linebacker? But anyway <laughs> – no, it's not, but it, it's, it's it's Terry Crews. But Terry's eight office linebacker. But, but then he comes out and hits a guy in the back of the head with a sledgehammer while his mouse over a blade. Oh, it's, wow. I don't like all that. Sherry hates mm-hmm. it so bad. Like she got that. up. You know, it's one thing. We were I downstairs. It's, it's one thing for Sherry to get up and say, I can't watch this, and to leave where she can't see the television. She left, and, and Brody and I were laughing. We could hear her running up the steps. She went all the way up to the next floor. <laughs> she said, I can't look at stuff like see, that. See, well, you weren't concentrating. He may have lit one. Greg, he didn't. He He didn't. He just. It just blew. He didn't fire. bend over and go. Whop. I mean, now his, it looked like his crotch and all that was on fire for a minute. But well, how, did, how did it get on fire? He didn't say he was lighting a fart. But how did it get on fire? I think I would have. I think I'd have come in today, and the first thing I would have said when y'all saw me, you said I got a lot of fart last night on. Amer- Amer- <laughs> but what? Stuff. What was it that he lit that in that area though? He he was doing fire and he puts the stuff right. in his mouth. Right. And at one time he just blew and made a lot of fire and it just went up all over him. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't he like had, in Dumb and Dumber. I don't remember that, but it reminded me of a show I've been thinking about, Two Men and a Blowtorch. Yeah. Um, I think that thing would be gangbusters. Okay. I I just Googled it, but it's not showing that. But It went to something called pyroflatulence. (laughs) Now we've lost Greg. Now we've lost Greg. Rocky in Tennessee. Rocky, go ahead. Welcome to the program. Morning, guys. Hey, buddy. I was wanting to – know your thoughts on the news that came out yesterday about Jonathan Steingard from Halt Nelson professing that he no longer believes in uh, Christ. Yeah, the, you know, I'm, I'm not that familiar with the group, but I understand the, the gist of it, that um, uh, they this is another one of these uh, Christian singer-songwriters, uh, you know, worship leaders for, you know, big groups of, you know, songwriters that are saying, now we don't believe anymore, and we're denouncing our faith, and we no longer believe in God. I've been watching some of the commentary on that, and I have to agree with some of the men of the faith that I have great respect for. And they're making a good point. You know, just because somebody's good at music, when did we start just handing you a bunch of responsibility with theology because you could play guitar and sing good? Uh, and, you know, just because someone has musical talent doesn't mean they have great theology or even understand Scripture. And frankly, if you listen to a lot of modern praise and worship songs, a lot of the theology is not biblical at all. You know, you, it, a lot of, uh, not, not all, some are fantastic, but there's a, you know, what I'm saying is when you listen to some songs, there's songs that make me tilt my head and go, mm, I, I'm not sure what we're singing right here is biblically sound. But but you know what I sing pretty and I can hold a guitar. When do we start putting them in? When do we start and, giving them so much responsibility? And, and Rick, I think some of these, and, and thank goodness, not the majority of them. Mm-hmm. But I think some of them are in love with music, not the gospel, and that's just their gig. And they mm-hmm. never were really sold out to what they were doing. Right. But they had a great stage. They had an audience. They got a paycheck. Yeah. You know, it was kind of their thing. So. And that does not, there's some that are solid as a rock. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But, I think that's yeah. a very small ma- uh, minority. Mm-hmm. But when you have someone who has had commercial success uh, and they come out and say that, it makes headlines. Well, you go, go back and listen to the song, What If I Stumble by DC Talk. And Toby Mack, who I would put in the category of someone who's remained solid yes, as a rock. Absolutely. He said that DC Talk's fame and fortune. Because they went to we're we're a, 
a Christian band that's playing arenas. Right. Okay. And there's others that have done the same thing. And he's writing this song saying, I think we're forgetting why we're here. We're now becoming just rock stars who sing about God. Our lyrics are different, mm-hmm. but we're becoming more and more like just another band that plays to packed houses. Right. And are we getting to the point now where the adulation from the crowd is for us, not God? And and I think that, you know, but what I'm saying is, to Bubba's point, I think a lot of times we rush to give people, because they can sing and play musical instruments, we rush to give them way too much responsibility in the church, way too much responsibility. When I say the church, I'm talking about the church as a whole. Right. And, and suddenly we start giving them titles like, you're, you're in charge of worship. Well, in charge of worship? I, th- I thought that would be the, I thought that'd be the person in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You, know, who, who, you know, their job is to set us up and bring us into adulation of God, not in adulation of them, and then to point us to be ready to hear what God has to say through the Scriptures. And I think once you, you know, I've, I've seen some things and heard some things backstage at, at events and conferences that I didn't like you know, from some of the bands and some of the musicians. And I do think it's a difficult uh, road to walk, and I think some of it is. I remember this was said about George W. Bush one time. I read a a book about his faith, and they said one of the unfortunate things about George W. Bush is that he was so new to the faith. He had made a real legitimate, uh, you know, decision about redemption, and he had been redeemed by God and then became president almost too fast. So when he was being hit hit with these questions that this platform calls for you to really have some deep theology and deep understanding of scripture he often didn't know what to say and the reason why is he was too, he was too new to the faith to be given this responsibility so then you know he he was certainly did a, a good job i thought at times as a president didn't agree with everything but i thought overall did a good job but you remember he was asked questions about is do, do the people of islam worship the same god as the people of christianity and and he didn't really know what to say and the reason why is once you become the president, now you're not really being discipled anymore. And I think what happens is these people, because of their talents, they're given responsibility, but they're never properly discipled from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. Their theology is is, is weak or even bad. And then sooner or later, that bad theology reveals itself as not being true at all, and they become disillusioned, and they walk away from the faith. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba show as we make our way back. Thank you for being with us today. But uh, yeah, do you do you watch America's Got Talent that much? Not really, but there is nothing on TV at the moment. Boy, I'm telling you. And every now and then I'll stop by because sometimes I have a, like a freak show going on. <laughs> you like all that stuff? I don't like when people like stick stuff, stuff up their nose. Let me tell you what I'm done with. I got enough singing shows. I don't need a singer. Right. It's like America's Got Talent should just drop the singing part because we've got the voice and we've got the American, American Idol. For if that. you just stand there with the microphone and why, sing, now why you, limit yourself? Right. You know, if you got like a family band or something, yeah. But if, if I'm just standing there with a microphone singing, well, let me ask you this: What's this new thing too, where people are coming from all over the world to America's Got Talent? I know. I mean, I thought it's supposed to be people in America. I mean, but well, I, shouldn't it be the world, the world's got talent? Yeah, they're just doing it in America. But when the world comes to America, it's yeah. America's got talent. Well, yeah, but but you, you the title would think you. And we talking. always got a story. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you can't touch this. Great. No, the guy, the guy. Like, see, I, I, I've I've probably watched America, uh, America's Got Talent maybe seven times my whole life, 
and and so and I don't yeah. like, and I don't like the freak show acts where you bend your body and stick stuff up your nose. I hate all that. But, but I'm kind of done with magicians too. Greg, no, I was um, gonna say I enjoy that. Do you? Yes. Well, it just depends on what Greg. they're doing. I I don't like the over, I like the slide of hand stuff. Yeah. I don't like the over the top stuff. Okay. The Copperfield <clears throat> stuff I don't I don't appreciate. Really? Nope. It creates a talent to do that illusion though. I guess. I like the, I like, I like the slide of hand, of hand stuff. Yeah, that's but, what I like. But I think when you're doing one of these things where you vote. You get put in a position that nothing, it's really not here are the most talented people that the world has to offer when they all come to this stage in America. Sometimes it is who has the greatest story. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, if you want to, you know, but I always get speedy. I, I can't imagine you. I really, I really honestly can't. There were a couple of t- things I saw last night in the 30 to 45 minutes I watched it. I don't know what it would have done to you because, <laughs> because, <laughs> Because the stories were so heartwarming, and you and you feel so bad for the people, and you're so moved by their story. But then, in the back of your mind, which I know, Speedy's what you—I mean, it's kryptonite to you—is that little voice starts saying, "What if they're not that good?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you think I need you to sing so good that it it just because your story is really please no, a, please let tear jerker mm-hmm. yeah. And there were two things last night. One of them was a band of, uh, I mean, a choir made up of homeless people. And then we. What? Ha- oh, yeah. Are you really homeless if you go somewhere to practice this thing? Can I tell you this? Greg, you missing that is part of God being gracious today. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't. Because you would have you unpacked it. In but I'm way. just saying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're homeless, but so we, we got to get together and practice. Where did you go? And did they just make you leave when you were done with practice? I, make I, you go I, sleep I, in a box? Well, I think it's like there's a food bank. I think she brings this. This one was incredible. They practice outside. She, she brings them in, and this is there's something they get to do that gives them hope. Yeah. Which is which was very moving. Okay. The choir just wasn't. Yes, that, hey, a job today. The choir just wasn't that good. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, but I mean, now she was, I but a, but yeah, for a homeless for choir, for a homeless choir, they were fan. Now, would they be the champion of the homeless choir edition? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, okay. But you now, a lot of that on but am show. I the ta- am I as talented as people that are coming here from all over the world? Hmm. Probably not. But your story is moving, and I love your story, and I love what you're doing. Okay. But then and that's worth something. Yeah. And then we had. Uh, the guy who was wrongly put into prison for 37 years. Yeah, boy, that's mm-hmm. Bubba, there. 3-7. Mm-hmm. And his story was so moving, and it breaks your heart that we have people that get put away when they're innocent. And, I mean, you can't give this man his 37 years back. Nope. And what it was mm. is, you know, new technology became available mm-hmm. down the road, uh, and, and and we have a new way with fingerprints. And he said, my fingerprints were never found at the scene. He was uh, accused of brutally raping and murdering somebody, and he was put away for life. No chance of parole, no chance for appeal. Mm. Uh, not appeal, but no chance for yeah. to be let out. Probation. 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 Yeah. yeah. And so they then find technology that takes the fingerprints that they, they were able to find at the scene, and immediately it comes up it was a serial rapist that had been doing this all over the place, mm. and this man didn't do it. So now, thirty-seven years later. So now, thirty-seven years later, he's on America's Got Talent, and he's going to sing for us. Boy, and, you wish he played a banjo or something. Yeah, you, know, it, you step up there and try to sing. And in the back, and, and look, he certainly it's sings. Be hard for me to watch he it. certainly sings good. Mm. Meaning, if I'm singing in the prison, and uh, then everybody says, "Man, he it's can." Not sing. a bad. I saw, yeah. and I did say this, and he sings good. I mean, but now, I mean, is, is he, he going to get a record? Deal? No. Mm. Yeah, and and I just speeded. There were moments where I was thinking, uh, and he, and he he uh, stayed with it. 
good enough. No, it's but, not but, embarrassing. But I was just worried about you mm-hmm. because he didn't sing as good as you wanted him to sing. Mm-hmm. Now he sang, he sang, he sings good. I mean, no, he's been in prison. Good enough. He's not very strong, voice. But, but, he's but, nervous. But he sings good. I mean, this pictures. Seem to fade to black and white. He's talking in a little. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, the story, think about how these lyrics would apply. I know, you can't buzz him. No. no. After he gave his story, you going to hit that big X? No. Yeah. no. And he's so loud. Picture right, picture right here. He's okay. Speedy, he does fine. I, I realized something about my second hand. I can close my eyes and listen, but I can't watch the reactions. But here's the thing, though. You could buzz him and go, hey, look, but you're still not in prison. No, Greg, Greg, you know. No, you're... There's one party coming. Let's hear the chorus. Don't let the sun mm. go down on me. <laughs> That's it. Although I search myself, Sorry, there's always someone else I see. Mm. I just another fraction of your life. Oh, here we go. To wonder free. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. Greg, did you just say you could buzz him and say, but you're still not at least yeah, trying to at least I go, I know it seems like a big deal, but think about where you were. And, and you're, you're still, you'd get to leave here today and you're free. You can't say no, that. I'm just saying if you really had to buzz him. He sang good enough with that story to be passed through. He and did. He's passed through. Now, he won't make it through the next round, but they got him through this one. Not going to get a record to deal, turn it up. But a Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six and a half minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is the Rick and Bubba Show. got Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all part of Team Rick and Bubba. The Dream Team is back. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Buster. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for joining us for yet another broadcast hour. Okay, so this world of social media, we keep trying to figure out, as you said, Bubba, you've talked about, what was it called? Common... Common, common carrier, common carrier, or whatever. You, you, you don't hear anybody talking about common it. carrier. Isn't that funny? I'm little CC. Yeah, and so now we have a Twitter executive. Uh, is is now it looks like it's placing their self as the fact check Trump history of anti-Trump post. Uh, and and now they're you said you start to this new thing where they now yeah, say this they're they're tagging some tweets saying that they may be misleading or mm-hmm. kind of fact checking it. And the president has been hit with this, and he was not happy about it. Uh, he took to Twitter on Tuesday night to blast the site's decision to label some of his tweets as misleading and accuse them of stifling free speech. He also added a threat to the company, saying that as president, he wouldn't allow it to happen. He said that they're now interfering with the 2020 presidential election and saying that my statement on mail-in ballots, which will lead to massive corruption as fraud, is incorrect. 
And that is true. I saw a news story on it last night. Ain't nothing incorrect about that. They have had problems with mail-in ballots, and it hasn't always been cheating by Democrats. We had a Republican that did it in one state. So uh, it it is a problem. If you're not familiar with that, it's much bigger than I want convenience to mail it in, okay? Because we have absentee ballots now, and there's a process you go through, and I've done it several times. Um, And... You know the number one problem they have with elections and 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 forgeries is with absentee ballots. Right. But usually it's such a small number it doesn't throw the election off. Right. If everybody is mailing in their ballot, do you see the problem? Right. And under the law in different states and it varies, but in California you can harvest ballots. Now that's a whole nother topic. Oh, ballot harvesting—that's we've we've proven that time and time again. And and that is where you have somebody come to the post office to mail in ballots, and they have a box, and they have hundreds of them. They put in the mailbox. That video of this—it's documented. It do, it's not if it happens; it has happened. And you go, why is that one guy got all them ballots? It looks kind of like he was at home filling it out. Now, it may be legit. Maybe he picked it up from people who couldn't be there. Maybe he picked it up for the neighborhood. But you don't know. You don't know. So, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But, anyway. I'd also like to talk about the fact of what this guy's name is. Mm. What, the, kind of the first president, name is what kind of first name is that? The <laughs> president's unhappy that, the, that some of his tweets were labeled as misleading when clearly he shows, and there is evidence. I saw a story. It was on Network News. It wasn't a conservative outlet where ballot harvesting is a problem. No question. And a lot of the rules that they're pushing, Nancy Pelosi with this, uh, you know, the bill they pushed the other day, would legalize ballot harvesting anywhere in the country. Yep. It would. You don't have to show uh, voter ID, prove who you are. It strikes all that down. It's just we mail out two million ballots and we count two million ballots and who fills it out, who knows, it, which is it should scare everybody if you really think about what they're what they're wanting to do there. But. Anyway, the, the story, though, was Twitter, and the guy who is in charge of fact-checking hates Donald Trump. Oh, I, I mean, mean, in his personal in tweets, big, he's, he's been against conservatives and all this. And even if you're Twitter, you ought to go, yeah, this doesn't look good. You know? Well, unless you totally agree with him. You don't <laughs> care. Right. right. Yeah, well, but, but his name is Joel? Yoel Roth? Well, Y-O-E-L, like Noel? It's Yoel. 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 But see, this My is... My first Yoel! <laughs> But this goes back to this thing, is social media a common carrier or not? So, like, if you're having a phone conversation and you tell somebody something, hmm. nobody from AT&T breaks in and goes, hey, that was a lie. Mm. They're not responsible for what you do with their service. <laughs> yeah, okay? I don't know about that. And see, the, <laughs> ah, the, social, the social media people are now wanting to have control over what people say. Well, if you have control over what they say and you're not a common carrier, in other words, you're just there to provide a service and you let people say what they want to say, they're responsible for what they say, they're responsible for what actions it causes. That, that's how telephone works, right? I mean, that's, that's how that goes. But they want to have control of it. But if you're going to have control of it, then you're going to be liable also. And that part hasn't fully come around yet in this. That's the next shoe that will fall on this. But like the telephone company's not responsible when a car bomber uses a cell phone to blow up a building. Right. Now, you I, never hear them say, well, no. we're going to get AT&T for this. I totally follow what because you're saying. Because they're, they're immune from that. They're just providing a service. What you do with it is on you. Because what you're going to do, <laughs> what you're doing by trying to do this and not do common carrier 
is it showing I'm going to go out, like you said, have you, has any of us ever seen Twitter do this before? <clears throat> ever? No, this is a new thing. Right. And, and it's of course, new it's designed for President for Trump. For Trump, because, it, because <laughs> he's, right. he's using lo, uh, social media like no president ever has before. And you look at his tweets, and you see that Yoel Roth, or Yoel, however you say his name, called— And he's some kid, too. He's yeah. just a young guy. Referred, right, referred to Trump and his team as actual Nazis— so this is the guy who called Trump administration. In his personal account, in, in his he, personal account. The, he has listed them as Nazis. He called the Mitch McConnell a personality-free bag of farts, which at times I agree with him on that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he, I like that, by the way. Facts, 20, facts him. 2016, Roth tweeted, I've never donated to a presidential campaign before, but I just gave $100 to Hillary for America. We can't blank around anymore. Uh, and so, mm. it, so it got, what you see here is on his personal Twitter, which has a right to his own personal opinion. Yeah, that's fine. But what you're seeing is you're not really a fact checker. You're an anti-Trump mm. person. All right. And that's not the same thing. Well, think about this too, Rick. If you're in the social media business, mm-hmm. you're, you're giving people a voice. Mm-hmm. You're saying, hey, I want to hear what you think. <laughs> I want to hear what you think. You broadcast to the world, but I'm going to edit it. Right. It really doesn't fit with the mold of what you say that you're trying to do. Because then what it turns into – you can express your opinion as long as it agrees with Yoel. Right, and see what Yoel or Yoel, whatever his name is. Well, whatever he his name Well, he doesn't understand. Don't this. have a goofy name if you don't want it mis- exactly. people to say it. I agree. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to this If it again. was John, I wouldn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to teach this. We even helped one dad reveal to his son that he doesn't really want to be a socialist. I, we've got a generation of people that don't know what fascism is. Right. Because Yoel is the fascist in all this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying Absolutely. to decide who gets to say what based on his own personal view. Well, that's what fascists do. You're the fascist. That's what the Nazis yeah. did. Right, yeah. And, and it's like these younger people don't understand that. They don't know what fascism is. They think if you don't like someone's opinion, you call them a fascist and then try to cancel them no. and then don't let them say what they want no, to say. No, no, that's fascism. Yeah, <laughs> trying, to, trying to cancel somebody out because you don't like what they're saying in a free speech environment is fascism. Yeah. That's what the Nazis did. They told you who you could like and who you didn't like, and that's all you, the only choice you had. Mm-hmm. And if you broke that rule, then you faced the wheel, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we're we're it's going the old railroad car to Poland for you, pal. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we're yeah. going. After- That's what the Nazis did. Not look, Trump can say what he wants to. He can be an idiot if he wants to. That should be his right to do that. Yeah. Not you edit him. Not yeah. you label him. Label. <laughs> Is that not a Nazi that, term, labeling somebody? That's what they do. They tell you who's good, who's bad, who you can like, who you're not supposed to like, what you can say, what you can't say. Remember, I mean, you, you look at, at, at Bonhoeffer's books on it. I mean, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Not who, who, Bonhoeffer. Who even, he even tried to be part of uh-huh. one of the attempts to kill Hitler. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, 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 there's your pastor committed to the cause. talking about Bonhoeffer. But, but, but I mean, he's, he was saying, well, yeah, we, we all thought, well, it went to all of a sudden they started telling the churches what they can and can't do. Right. You know, why now I go into the church message and I say, well, I don't like – and let's say, wait a minute. Oh, oh, wait a minute. That's what the left's doing now. Yeah. They say that churches can't preach certain things out of the Bible. <laughs> they'll take the Bible and they'll edit it to what they approve. Yeah. That's so, what fascists yeah. do. Yeah, you got to get right and, on this. Plus, I mean – The guy – Yoel, whatever, he ain't, he ain't correct. No. He's not even right. Who's fact-checking Yoel? Well, Greg was, Greg was telling <laughs> me that there's a, there was an attempt. He's trying to foil it, but there's an attempt to cancel Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. From 2000. From he dressed 2000. up like Chris Rock. Because he dressed yeah. up like Chris Rock. Yeah. And he's had to go well, out big apology and everything. on that. Let's cancel the cancel culture. Yeah, I agree. 16 minutes past. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 
You're listening to the Radio Revolution. Rick and Bubba. 21 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Thank you for being with us on the program today. Chris is in the great state of Georgia. He's been waiting patiently. You can get in now at 866-WE-BE-BIG and we'll chant with you. Hey, Chris, thanks for your patience. Go right ahead. How are you doing? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? All right. All right. Hey, um, just first off, I am one of Greg's minions, but... Okay. Admitting uh, it openly, yeah. (laughs) Sound intelligent. As a member of law enforcement society, I wanted to call and give a little perspective on this thing in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, We were taught probably about 15 years ago against the dangers of positional asphyxia. Uh, you never want, when you get somebody on the ground like that, uh, you never want to apply very much pressure to their back. You're never supposed to intentionally put your knee or foot on their neck like that. Uh, can cause injury and or death. There have been a few cases that I've heard about over my career, which people have died from positional asphyxia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just basically comes from, uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of weight mm. on your rib cage to cause a, a stop breathing long enough for you to uh, not to be able to recover breathing. Uh, and it, it, it's been taught widely that I know of. I don't know if these officers up there have ever been you know, trained on this. Like I said, I all and all I know about it is what I have saw from the uh media, uh and social media and the 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 uh footage that they've had on on news. But um it, that cop was wrong. And and I'm and I'm I'm a little outraged about this and one reason is as a member of law enforcement society, this guy gives us a bad name. We get a bad enough name on our own, yeah. but there are cops out there, like you were talking about earlier, that really shouldn't be in the business. No, you're right. Now, I don't know yeah. if this guy meant to do this or this is a common practice of his or he just, you know, made a mistake that day. But, uh, yeah, he definitely <clears throat> is probably going to be prosecuted. If I, I would be looking for manslaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's already been fired. They fired the the whole whole bunch. But um, you know, we I guess I guess what I was wondering, and, and you've made your, your that point clear. Others have said that. Then they're trying to show of what their protocol was there in Minneapolis. But uh, do, it seems like at one point that the man is saying, "I'm not resisting anymore. I will get in the car." Because his buddy keeps saying, "Look, just get in the car. Just do what they say," and he says he's going to. What would be the reason they wouldn't get him up right then and put him back in the car? Is it because there's a crowd gathering and the men that are the other officers that are there to help him are now having to watch the crowd? Why would that, they not just then put him in the car? Yeah, that is a possibility that they were worried about the crowd gathering, but he should know that the man saying I'm not breathing right is should let him know I'm putting too much pressure gotcha. yeah. on his body. And any of y'all that's played football, if y'all been on the bottom oh, of the pile, yeah. Yeah. you'll panic. Yeah, it, it it's easy it's easy to lose your breath and just to and I think he was you know on him for like over five minutes. That's more than long enough to stop somebody from breathing. Now that was that his cause of death or not? I don't know. I can only speculate, but I know 
we have been taught not to do that uh, because of various cases in the past where people have died from this. Hey, Chris, let me ask you this. Let's say you're in a situation like that. Maybe you're not the guy with the knee on his neck, but you're one of the other officers. How? What is the protocol, or how do you approach if you think one of your fellow officers is going too far? Uh, well, yeah, you're supposed to do something. Yeah, that's I why mean, the other. I mean, how? Right. What would be the way? Would you, you would you say, "Hey, man, get off of him," or "I yeah. got him," or what would yeah. you do? Basically, yeah, I, and I think in that situation they were they were tending to the crowd, and that may be the reason why they didn't. But uh, if anybody recognized this guy was, you know, was going to have any long-term damage and or death from what they were doing, they should have said something to him. If, if nothing, go over and whisper in his ear, hey, man, this guy is going to stop breathing. You need to get off of him. Now, I, once they are handcuffed, now you, they teach us to get them down into that position and hold your knees like that, but you don't put your weight on them. Right. You put your knees in a way that they can't get up. Right. Uh, if they try to get up, there's weight on their knee. But as long as they're laying there, there's no weight on them. Right. And once you get them in handcuffs, you're supposed to put them in the car. Now, if they was if he was fighting them in the handcuffs, you lay him against the car, you know, and have him hold him there <clears throat> until he calms down, or forcibly put him in the car. But you don't never want to put a whole lot of weight on a person's body and the. The size of the officer and the size of the suspect makes a big difference, too. Now, he was big. Yeah. He was a foot yeah. bigger, it looked like, yeah. than everybody else there. He right. was a big guy. But, but yeah, we, he was a big guy. But the right. video looks like that he's done. You know, he, they've got him yeah. subdued. Now, that's what it looks like. And, and yeah. I, I wasn't there. But but it looks like he's under control. And at that point, we should have been getting to getting him in the car. Exactly. Because it looks like any disagreement he had, any, you know, yeah, that's any, over. That's over. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we're taught once the resisting stops, the force is supposed to stop. Right. You only use the amount of force necessary to control the situation. <clears throat> that is that is drilled into every law enforcement officer that ever put on a badge. Yeah, and, well, I hate it because of the unnecessary danger it's going to make, you know, uh, for officers who already – are in danger, and as we exactly. said, already in a climate that's very dangerous, and this exactly. and this is just going to make it worse. Exactly, and it's and it's it's growing worse. The hatred for law enforcement, and I've been in it twenty eight years, and it it's only gotten worse over time. And and part of that problem is the media. Uh, if this the roles had been reversed on this, uh, if it had been a black officer's with a white suspect down in this had happened, I don't think you would have saw the the media piling on with it the way you would. You, it, well, we probably would. Gotten, would yeah, we probably would have had a city that would have fired officers for unnecessary exactly. force and maybe even held them accountable exactly. for the murder. I'm not saying they would have gotten away with it, but we would not have wall to wall coverage, and then we would not have uh, you know riots in the streets. Or exactly. let's just say, let's just say that the suspect. Killed a police officer. Right. You, you you never would hear about it. Yeah, it, it might get a passing comment. Police officer killed in line of duty in Minnesota today. Next story, you would never hear about. And it. that's the reason why I think it's important that if we have policemen who use excessive force unnecessarily, period, that should be dealt with. But it's almost like you're being said, "Well, we'll deal with it," but we'll really deal with it if we think there's a racial element involved as well. 
and, and then we already we just assume there's a racial element every time we have the, the the certain people in play based on skin color. Sometimes that is the case. Sometimes it's not. But we have an officer that did the wrong thing. Period. Uh, bottom of the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up? I'm Darius Rucker. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive, if that is possible. <laughs> 35 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show, Wednesday Bible Study, back today, noon Central Time, live on our YouTube channel. It'll be archived soon after. Uh, and you can get that on our YouTube channel and our podcast channel. And it'll also be uh, some links out there on social media. Part four of the new study. The Unsaved Christian Taking on Cultural Christianity. And you're getting a lot of feedback on that, so catch that episode today on your time or live, whatever works best for you. Uh, Cook's Pest Control and Centricon teaming up with the Rick and Bubba Show. You want great termite protection. You want to put these two to work for you. But also you want Cook's Pest Control for anything that deals uh, with pest. And, boy, as the, as the weather heats up, here come the pest. So put them to work for you by going to cookspest.com. They'll give you a free thorough inspection and evaluation of your home or business there's no obligation to use them they even offer services for contractors on new home construction uh go to cookspass.com or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button well we're big rock singers we got golden fingers we go, and news. we love everywhere we go yeah. that sounds like we, go. we sing about beauty and we sing about truth at ten thousand dollars a show that's right we take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills but the thrill we Never know is a thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? Wanna buy five copies for my mother? I wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone. This deal about the cancel culture, and it doesn't matter when it happened or what what's going on. Bubba, hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over party. Is all over social media again. Why? Because not that Jimmy Fallon did anything that seemed to be racist. He actually did an impression of Chris Rock, and he wanted it to seem so real in the year 2000 on Saturday Night Live, he actually painting his painted his skin the same color as Chris Rock's to look like Chris Rock. And now, of course, the cancel culture says, cannot do that. That's a, that's a racist thing to do. 20 years ago. 20 years ago to pretend to be Chris Rock. By the way, doing a good impression of Chris Rock and making everybody laugh, acting the way Chris Rock acts when he makes people laugh, even it wasn't even a negative portrayal of Chris Rock. But now people are saying, we're not going to forget this. The cancel culture says, Jimmy, we will not forget. Now, this gets real, real dicey for NBC uh, because NBC let Megyn Kelly go simply because Megyn Kelly didn't do this but asked the question, if Jimmy Fallon did this, and it's not negative and it's not degrading, is it racist in and of itself just to dress up as a famous African-American 
And in order to look more like them, you make your skin more the color that their skin actually Commonly is. Commonly called blackface. Right. Well, yeah. But, but what? No, Al Jolson did blackface. Yeah. It hadn't been done in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. They call it that. It's but not it, the same. It, but it's really not. That, that what they did that was called blackface was it right, right, was right. meant but to I mean, be derogatory. But, but I mean, in, in culture, in writing, now that's what they're oh, yeah, to. Incorrectly, they call it that. Right. Yeah. That is not a correct uh, assessment of what Jimmy Fallon did and others who have done similar but, things. But the point for NBC. Robert is, Downey Jr. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a whole list of them. Yeah. Eddie Murphy J- was a white J- Jewish man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell you, that was funny, by the way. The, Very secret, the secret life of white people. Right, that me, is one of the funniest kids. The Wayne and Brothers. Oh, yeah. Let me, let, me, oh, yeah. let me ask you about this. But, but here's the problem with NBC. Yeah. They have someone who did blackface, okay? By today's standards. By today's standards. And they had someone who asked a question about blackface. Right. They fired the person who asked the question. <laughs> I know, I know. Can you let the guy who actually did it go on? Well, if the cancel culture gets their way, it doesn't matter when you did it. I mean, it could be you could be twenty years ago. You know, we have the the Bill Clinton picture we're showing here now. That see looks a little derogatory there, but Bill Clinton has not yeah, been canceled. Yeah, that's that's not good. But but what no, I'm that saying right it, there is what they're talking. L- listen, with Bill white. Clinton, you need to worry about where his other hand was. Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of things going on in that picture. Yeah. Bill Clinton and whoever this is in this picture with him <clears> in the blackface, they are trying to be derogatory. Yeah. But mm. when you're just saying like, let's use the Eddie Murphy example again. Eddie Murphy said, I want to be believable as a white Jewish man in coming to America. Well, what if he just looked like Eddie Murphy with the same skin color, African-American, and he started talking like a white Jewish man? Somewhat funny, but but it does. It's not really for believable. For stand up on stage, it would have been funny, but for a video bit right. or a movie, right. it wouldn't work. He, yeah. If he's trying to look like an old Jewish right. man, you have to change something about your skin color, right. right? Right. Yeah. So if you want to be stereotypical, and there was nothing derogatory about it, it was funny. These kind of crass old Jewish men are hilarious, yeah. and and for him to look more like that, he made his skin look Caucasian. It wasn't a derogatory Caucasian portrayal. It just was trying to be believable. Well, Jimmy Fallon isn't being derogatory about Chris Rock. He's trying to look like Chris Rock. Megan Kelly, to Bubba's point, only asked the question, is this considered blackface? Is this considered racist? Was fired for even asking the question. So you now have established that you can't even ask that question. That gets you fired from NBC. But what if Jimmy Fallon actually did what she's asking about? How does well, he you, stay? You, you think you now? Think, I don't believe Jimmy Fallon or Megyn Kelly should be fired. Right. Just but, on the surface, but you they've would set think a bad precedent. What he did was a lot worse than what she did. No question. On, on the surface, on, okay. no question. Uh, so, but, so Jimmy Fallon but, is coming yeah. out and see now Jimmy's not helping. Is not helping because if the cancel culture gets this line from you, because remember the cancel culture, you could have done this in high school. It doesn't matter. No, people, you're not allowed to change. You could even say, "Look, when I was in high school, I used to do things that were derogatory. I don't, but I realized that was a terrible behavior. I'm not that person. It doesn't matter. You did it, so we now bring that to current day. Well, here's Jimmy saying the following: In 2000, while on SNL, I made a terrible decision to do an impression of Chris Rock while in <laughs> Bubba. To your point, blackface. By the way, that's not what this should be called. But anyway, mm-hmm. right. there is no excuse for this. I'm sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision and thank all for holding me accountable. So he's admitting now he's saying the betrayal was negative and and shouldn't have been done. He's admitting he's he's agreeing with the cancel culture. Yes, yeah, derogatory. It, I didn't think Jimmy, be careful because now that you've admit, you you've agreed with the mob, 
the mob will now say off with his head. Yeah. The mob will now say to the gallows, uh, because Jimmy, you're canceled. You're canceled. You're done. Uh, Well, the the one underlying difference. I would have defended myself if I was Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I would say no, no, no. What I Chris Rock and I are friends. If you are, I know Chris Rock. I I did an impression. I was doing an impression. I think Chris Rock is funny. Uh, I just as you know, Eddie Murphy thought it was funny in Coming America to be different characters of different races. I was pretending to be a character that is African American. It wasn't derogatory, and I disagree with this attempt to cancel me. You don't go. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. No. Well, NBC, but you're talking about really in a tough place because of the comparison we've already had. But if they let Megyn Kelly get fired and keep him, now you're sexist. Oh yes. So you got all kind of you got all kind of political. You're you're in the swamp of political correctness, baby. It's hard to find footing. You can't find footing in that swamp. How do you sit around a conference table and go? How do we spin this one? We fired the woman that mentioned it, but we're going to keep the guy that did it. Hey, can I give all? How, of, how do you spend that one? Can I give, I give all? Can I give all of you out there? I, mm-hmm. I, I want the African American community to listen to me just a minute. None of these people care about you. <laughs> no, no. None, this is all. This is patronizing. You is what all this is. You're being patronized, and most of you understand it, and you're rightfully not offended by what's happening by the patronizing that's going on. And Jimmy Jimmy Fallon doesn't really think what he did was racist. The cancel culture doesn't really think it's a derogatory. They're so paranoid you're going to think they're racist. They're giving in to each other. You're not even involved in this, right? Okay, I mean this is that's, that's a what, bunch of white people arguing about. That's, it. that's what's hilarious. Uh, so Rick, here's the thing too, and this is the real color of this. It's the color of green. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what's lost in this. Yeah, they're not going to get rid of Jimmy Fallon. No. I don't care what no. they have to do no, what, who, because he is doing them a good show and compared to some late-night hosts probably underpaid for, do, for mm-hmm. bringing them numbers. we got to okay? get him out of that closet, though. This is getting yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Megyn Kelly was overpaid and underperforming. Correct. They wanted to get rid of her. It mm-hmm. gave them an opportunity. They don't want to get rid of Jimmy. That That is the color that's going to matter but, in this. Let yep. me tell all of you there. And it's going to be painted black and white. It's really green Correct. underneath. Welcome mm-hmm. to the adult world. And this is a show where we have to tell you what's really going on. Well, because I love you. They want, They did not fire Megyn Kelly for the comment. They fired Megyn Kelly because they didn't want her there anyway. And, they, and she gave them something to fire her over. Bubba's point. They want Jimmy Fallon, so you won't see the same thing. Suddenly, they'll be very understanding about Jimmy. Hey, he's apologized. Oh, yeah. He's apologized. Yeah. He, he's going to agree to do all kind of stuff oh, and make yeah. donations, and yes. it will be forgotten about. He's, Poor he's, Megan Kelly asked a question. They bounced her out in three days. <laughs> you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba, I know you've been – They saw an opportunity. Whoever – well, let me tell you what happened to you. I don't remember all the details, but I promise you can go back and look. Whoever hired Megan Kelly left NBC, and she had no cover. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> You're right, by the way. I don't even – we know that without even – They researching. retired, and she had no cover. Also, we have a Rush Limbaugh update. I didn't get in there, but we'll do that before we take phone calls here. 866-WE-BE-BIG's our number. We'll chat with you when we come back, uh, and we'll roll through some more topics or stories that we might have missed. Thanks for being with us on the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Nine Bubba. minutes to the top of the hour, the Rick and Bubba, Bubba show, and, Bubba, and here we go. Rick and Bubba. 
866. We be big is our number. Much to talk about going forward on the program. But we are running out of time for a lot of you today. Rush Limbaugh says the third cycle of these cancer treatments have uh, made him physically unable to do the show right now. Uh, he said that uh, he is. Um, he said, I, I want to shield the listeners as much as possible from my battle with lung cancer. He said, I'm in the third wave now. There have been cycles, but this third one is in the current wave. I have to tell you, is really, really, uh, he said, it's kicking his butt. Uh, and he says, so for the last seven days, I haven't been able to do um, do really anything. He said, I made a commitment. And he goes, I realize there's a temptation to divulge a lot of this stuff on the show. He said, but I vowed not to do that to the listeners. I don't want to be a cancer patient on the radio. Uh, but he's trying to now say, look, I need to let you know the reason why you're not hearing from me right now is this third cycle is, is very, very difficult. Well, now, he was on yesterday, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when he said that it's, yep. it's wearing him out. Yeah, he's, he's struggling. Yeah. So I guess he'd come back, and I guess he just wants everybody to know, I'm, I'll, ha- I'll be on as much as I can, but I'm struggling. And, Rick, as we continue to try to follow the science with COVID-19, we have a new story today. CDC warns it may be possible for coronavirus to spread on surfaces. Yeah. And then they went surface, we no surfaces, surface. not that big on surfaces. Now we're back on surfaces. Back on surfaces. So, Rick, follow, follow the science, Rick. <laughs> Just keep on following it. <clears throat> well, we can. Unreal. And now the antibody test. Now they're saying it may be 50% not even accurate. What? <laughs> yes. uh, you know, <laughs> who would have thought? Uh, yeah. the, the thing is, and like I said, we, I know some people who have had this. Um, and they were told they didn't have it, carried it, the results they had to somebody else. Had they, one doctor or whoever, a clinic they, or whatever. And they said, absolutely, you did. Right. So it's, it's who's reading the report. That's, That's right. important. Well, who do you too. believe? Because you don't get a, the one that you don't, don't get do. a green light. That <laughs> the says, one I want to hear. Yes, you had it. No, you <laughs> like don't. It, it, it prints out, you know, a lot of things. So. Yeah. So, guys, this is just – they're saying following the science. Guys, we can't follow the science because the, the, sci- the science is in the process of, <laughs> of correcting itself over and over again. Follow the science of what, three weeks ago or today? Or, or should I follow the science of tomorrow? Who knows? Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, how about masks? <laughs> Where are we not? Depends on which uh, YouTube what video are we following? you watch. What are we following? What doctor do you want to listen to? Follow the science. To the phones we go, uh, we'll start with... Make sure you and Bob would follow the sign, Rick. <laughs> Bobby in Anniston, Alabama. Bobby, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, guys. I'm a big fan of your show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, uh, I want to talk about the Jimmy Fallon issue that's been going on. Um, I believe oh, that wow. America too offensive over everything. And if you remember back in 2004, the Wayne brothers did a movie called White Chicks to where they portrayed themselves as white people, and nobody got offended over it. It was a hilarious movie. Well, but now now you're stand by for the explanation because, believe it or not, they have one. The explanation will be, and we've given other examples today, including, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy and Coming to America. But what you're going to hear, I promise you, well, that's not the same because white people are not a minority. And, uh, and, and the, the people have not gone out and, and when you're in the majority, uh, people are open to have portrayals of you that make fun of you, uh, that stereotype you or whatever. Uh, and that's not derogatory. It's only derogatory when the people in the majority, uh, pretend to be people in the minority because there's a past of this being derogatory, but now we've declared any portrayal as derogatory by white people. That's what they'll say. 
even before coming to America. Now, that didn't make any sense, but that's mm-hmm. what they're saying. Did you ever see the, the skit I was talking about where Eddie Murphy decided to go undercover mm-hmm. and be white in yeah, America? it was hilarious. And he trained by reading Hallmark greeting oh, cards. Absolutely And hilarious. had to learn how to walk and hold his butt tight. Did yes. you see that? Oh, that was, is yeah. one of the funniest things I've oh, ever it's seen. Great. Absolutely hilarious. But see that you're. I have a lot of friends, and we got a lot of makeup. But 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 the <laughs> but, but the uh, funny but you're a white person, so you're free game now, because you're not in the minority. But it always comes up. We haven't brought it up, but I mean, there's no finer example than Soul Man. The movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a funny movie. And that was too. about a guy that went blackface to get in college. Hilarious. Yeah, but but now, Co-star but, but Greg, Greg, but now forbidden. And, uh, see Thomas Howell, Greg, yeah. now forbidden. Sure was forbidden. Uh, was that before or after Red Dawn? I think it was after. By the way, do you think we can ever can we ever have a movie again where white people pretend to be uh, Native Americans or Indians? You should do that all the time. That was Iron, Eye Co- Iron Eyes Cody was Italian. Said Greg, say that again because nobody heard. Isn't that true? It. Didn't we read that? <laughs> Rick, the only time you can do it is on Saturday afternoons in Tallahassee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, while riding home. <laughs> we continue. Tom and Hoover. Tom, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Green Acres, fella. Thanks hey, for the goblin. I, I was going to let y'all know my brother-in-law loved Michael Jackson, okay? And he dressed up one Halloween for a costume contest. I mean, the lady almost got his tail fired just for doing that. He had to go through and apologize for everything for that. That's crazy. Well, he should have dressed up as Michael in the, the latter, latter years. Yeah. He wouldn't have had to use makeup. Nobody yeah. would even know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Start was, with the bad record on. He that's could right. Been, he could dress up as Michael then. Now, if you get him in the early days of ABC, nah. yeah. you got that fro, probably not. Let's go to Amy and Clanton. Amy, go ahead. Hey, guys. I'm a first-time caller. Thank hey, you. Amy. Thanks for calling. And I wanted to share with you this story of um, I was with my four-year-old granddaughter this weekend and we were talking about how she misses her friends at school and at church and I was asking her to tell me about her friends and she says well Camilla she has blonde hair and light skin like me and she went on to tell a few other things and then she said and then my friend Inslee she's chocolate and she's chocolate and I'm vanilla <laughs> vanilla and but she she loves them she notices there's a difference but it doesn't make a difference she just yeah. loves yeah. them for who they are oh, why no. can't we all be that way well because racism is learned generationally and handed exactly. down over and over and over again and at some point you have to be a generation that says we're going to break it but you got to break it the right way because if you don't it comes across as insincere and patronizing and i think that's what we need to learn if you want it to end then just you know just everybody uh behave uh, in a way that says this person is human, this person is human, and it doesn't mean you can't talk about differences in culture. It doesn't mean you can't have fun with that and uh, and talk about that embrace and, it. and embrace it in a lighthearted way. But now we've entered into the the overcompensation, which then leads to patronizing, which really may be as bad as racism. Well, look look at the science of the COVID virus. We know it's now political. Mm-hmm. They politicize race relations too. That's oh, exactly what you have. Of course, and and then it takes away from the seriousness yep. of it. Yep. Uh, Patrick in Texas. Patrick, go ahead. Green Acres, gentlemen. Thanks for Go ahead. With all this uh, race stuff going on right now, I just happened to uh, fall into a documentary about Clarence Thomas. 
last night. It's called Created Equal. It's absolutely fascinating what that man has gone through over the years to get to where he is. He was raised by his grandparents. His grandfather had a third-grade education. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing story. Yeah, I want to see that because uh, his story has always been amazing to me. And uh, also the fact that he's not considered by the political wing of the African-American community to be someone that African-Americans who are children should aspire to be. I think that's sad. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.